Hello and welcome back to the No More Trauma podcast. It feels so good to be back. My goodness. So we're in July and um, we have a juicy topic. So little quick disclaimer. <clears throat> I am recovering from a slight summer head cold, um, but I am feeling much, much better. Um, and I am stoked to, to be able to bring another episode to us. So um, my name is Tanya, if it's your first time tuning in. Um, and for all of my returning listeners or watchers on YouTube, I do bring this podcast to YouTube as well, if you want to put a face with the name. Um, but um, I am a trauma survivor, certified uh, trauma-informed yoga teacher, coach, and wellness facilitator. My mission is to offer a safe place for a healing, um, for you know, for for healing, uh, inspiration, and mental health tips for living a trauma-free lifestyle. So, in today's episode, we are talking about uh, unpacking abandonment trauma. Um, this topic was, it was just, a, I would say it was a little challenging for me to actually um, go into this topic just because uh, this is definitely one of uh, my repetitive traumas that I am healing, have healed, and still healing, and you know, there's so much to learn about yourself uh, when we come into contact with uh, with others. And so, you know, <clears throat> as they say, when we meet people, um, they are only mirroring a wound that um, you know still needs to be healed. Uh, and so, um, healing is a lifelong journey right so um it really doesn't end um because we are constantly being in contact with experiences uh that gives us the opportunity to heal and you know rediscover ourselves and i talk a lot about that in the studio when i'm teaching um yin yoga but unpacking abandonment trauma um before I go any further, I do ask, as I uh, always mention, um, as you're listening to this podcast, if anything that you hear stimulates, you know, an emotion or a um, just a sensation in the body, I ask that you take care of yourself. Pause if you need to pause, step away if you need to step away, and of course, grab a sip of water or tea like me. So today I'm sipping on uh, a, a turmeric, um, a turmeric ginger uh, latte here. As you know, I, I love lattes and I'll explain more about that at the end of this podcast. Uh, so abandonment trauma can not only happen during childhood, it also can manifest within friendships, romantic partnerships uh, with your employer. Um, in religious settings or social communities, abandonment trauma can leave an open and deep wound that can also cause emotional dysfunction, stress, and difficulty trusting the world around you. Um, 
abandonment trauma, it, it, it happens and um, it, is a, it is a very painful wound. Um, so what is it per se? <clears throat> what is this abandonment trauma? Well, according to Psych Central, abandonment trauma results from experiencing or perceiving any type of abandonment that may have been extremely painful for you, okay? Um, it may be related to instances when you felt neglected, threatened, or left behind. I will um, include the Psych Central's article uh, down in the uh, podcast notes uh, if you feel you want to look further into that, okay? So now that we know what abandonment trauma is, right, according to Psych Central's definition, what exactly does it look like? Examples of abandonment trauma can include um, parental figures or legal guardians neglecting or avoiding due to work, distraction, or using their lack of presence as a form of punishment. It can also look like as an adult, we can later experience the same type of behavior. So the same thing you may possibly or someone you know experience maybe in childhood as an adult, it can have those same behavioral patterns, um, which is neglecting or avoidance, right? Um, and that same type of behavior within our relationships, even our friendships, right? Workspaces, corporate, religious, or social settings. And I'll dive a little bit deeper into um, what it looks like. So how can it impact someone's mental health, right? How can abandonment trauma impact us physically, emotionally? So abandonment can lead to mental health challenges of depression, chronic anxiety, PTSD, um, also known as post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, fear of being left alone, a lack of trust in self and others, hard, having difficulty um, time making decisions, which can also lead to codependency. Um, and this trauma can also lead, well, just like I said, codependency, but also aggression, um, controlling behavior, not, not being able to have control of the relationship, connection, or relationship with the employer, then it can also lead to these uh, volatile um, experiences or outbursts. And so when we look at the statistics and the studies of this abandonment trauma, we look into the early stages of abandonment that are planted uh, not only from uh, the childhood, but later out in the adulthood, which can also breed. Um, it has an interconnectedness with um, your attachment style. So if you read the book Attached, and I mentioned, I will mention that again later as a, as a book recommendation, but, um, and I'll also put that in the show notes, but 
um, if you begin to, you know, adult mature, <clears throat> you will later you will later start to see how you begin to attach to your friendships and maybe your romantic partnerships. You know, the goal is to develop that secure attachment, but maybe this abandonment trauma starts to look like anxious attachment style where you start to get really, really anxious, uh, fear of loss, right? Especially if you experience uh, a form of neglect um, uh, by a, a loss of a parent at a very young age when you're supposed to be getting those fundamental, basic fundamental needs met at a young age, okay? So when we look again, when we look at the statistics um, in the studies, we look at the parental separation and divorce at a 23.3%. And then we begin to look at um, the study in 2018 where cases of neglect were as high as 60.8%. At least 2.7 million children and teens are living in a residential care institutions um, by disease. <clears throat> well, this is worldwide, excuse me. And that figure is probably much higher, according to Dr. Nelson. Um, and he states that some are some or by disease or war or natural disasters, but others are simply from being abandoned, right, by their parents and having suffered greatly for no reason. He go on to say that he notes that neglect is the most common form of child, child maltreatment in the U.S. So this, when I was doing my research here, I found the article, a Harvard article on abandonment on the brain. And this article was written by Dr. Nelson. Um, he's also the research director of Division of Developmental Medicine at the Boston Children's Hospital. He also explains that abandonment and neglect can cause trouble communicating with adults and your peers. It can also reduce the architect <clears throat> of the brain and reduce IQ. The good news is that it can be reversed, right? So we can incorporate practices to help heal this wound. And I talk a lot about uh, morning practices and why that's important to me to really balance out the mood, right? And so <clears throat> when we look at the behaviors and the symptoms of abandonment trauma, we start to look at how it shows up in adulthood, okay? So it 
what that looks like, um, kind of going back into what abandonment trauma looks like and can look like isolating or pulling away. Um, as I mentioned before, it can look like aggression. It can be verbal or physical abuse when emotional needs are not met. Okay, so this person who's experienced abandonment trauma can also be aggressive. So it's not just being overly protective, cautious, clingy, or codependent for reassurance of the bond, right? Being reassured in the workplace. You know, am I, you know, am I going to get fired? Having that high stress. Am I going to get fired? Am I going to get fired? Am I going to be able to keep this position? And trying not to self-sabotage your position in the workplace. Or the ruminating thoughts that you're unable to complete the, the duties of the job, right? So try not to self-sabotage or to clean, right? Overextending, I talk about that, overextending yourself, trying to work as, you know, as much as possible in, in fear of not losing the job or maybe clinging on to a friendship or a romantic partnership with hopes of not losing the bond or relationship. Um, it can also look like ghosting, self-sabotaging, I mentioned. Um, but we're in this new era of ghosting, right? Disappearing due to fear of being left alone. Putting someone at arm's reach. Okay. That can also look like um, abandonment trauma. Okay. Trying to keep that control. And so in this moment, I disappear or this moment, I ghost. Okay. And I have to say, I am... Um, I have experienced, um, not only, um, you know, being ghosted or self, you know, self-sabotaging, disappearing, um, and having, you know, fear, um, or clinging, um, I've also been on the other side of that. Okay. I've been on the, you know, a person who's caused that, that ghosting or self-sabotaging or disappearing with fear of, of, of not being able to um, hold the, the bond, okay? And it takes great power to look at yourself, okay? And I'll also get into that. Um, and so speaking of fear, extreme anxiety, stress of losing friends, employment, partner, or social groups or settings, okay? And so again, it's important to, to look at ourselves, right? If we're, um, or look at the relationships, you know, maybe someone that we're in contact with, whether it be friend, romantic, or in a social group or setting in the workplace, is to look at the behavioral patterns. You know, and, and, and looking at ourselves and noticing our mood. And, and speaking of that, um, taking a moment to, to mention, again, the practice and the importance of looking at our mood and having a balanced mood 
is, is creating a practice for yourself that feels safe. And one that has been consistent for me as of lately is utilizing a elixir in the morning, um, Magic Mind. So these are elixir shots um, that are filled with matcha. Um, and one of my favorites that I like to keep my mood balanced is ashwagandha. So it reduces that stress, it reduces that fear and anxiety that I've talked about, especially attached um, to my experiences. And so creating a solid foundation and creating a practice can really support the mood. And so Magic Mind has done just that. And so it does, um, it does create this, uh, like I said, balanced mood, but it also, I, you also don't have to replace your smoothie or your coffee. You can actually take it uh, in the morning. It's convenient. You can drop it in your bag and take it with you. Like I said, I like to take it right before my yoga practice. Um, when I'm heading to the studio, I just take my uh, shot and just drop it in my purse and just take it right before class. Um, and then, and, you know, who doesn't love honey? Uh, it actually has honey mixed in with, their, uh, with the matcha. Um, and so you can uh, go online to magicmind.co forward slash NMT for my discount. So you have choices to choose from. You can, if you're like me and you like to prepare ahead of time, um, you can buy 15 bottles uh, bi-weekly um, if you want to subscribe. And then you can also purchase a 30 uh, elixir box of the Magic Mind shops. Shots. So again, um, this is magicmind.co forward slash my code N like no, M like more, T like trauma. So I highly invite you to check the elixirs out and create something that you feel good about in a practice, in a morning ritual can definitely keep your mood balanced. So going back into <clears throat> my experiences of uh, abandonment, you know, um, because it, you know, it, you really have to look at yourself and look at your, your, own, your own trauma. And so for me, um, in order for me to take my power back, I have to sit down and look at, okay, what has happened? What, what, what's happened in my story? Um, and so for me, um, that experience has been, you know, the first five years of my life, um, my, my father was incarcerated, so I didn't get to have that relationship um, with my father. Um, and so my stepfather also worked. He worked two full-time jobs. And so feeling that wound and learning to figure out how am I showing up 
How am I showing up into the world? Okay. Um, the beautiful thing is, you know, those, those relationships we, we have, you know, we've been able to discuss what that uh, felt like and how to heal from here. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about being able to take your power back. Okay. Um, and so I now want to, to talk about um, how do we support someone or heal from this abandonment trauma? What does that look like? So now that we know what abandonment trauma uh, is, right, what those behaviors look like, so how do we support someone or heal our own? Okay, so that's the taking the power back. That's the beautiful thing uh, about this is that we have the power to choose, right? Just like we have the power to choose to create a practice and a ritual. Um, when we do this, we allow, we, we, if we know someone, we get to allow and provide a safe place, right? For someone to express their fears without judgment. Okay, that fear of being left alone. That fear of being left out in the cold. See if you can take a moment, if that is your story, is that it, if that is your experience, right? Maybe your experience is being laid off from work. You know, putting so much effort into a company and being laid off from work. Maybe it's, you know, another one of my experiences. Maybe, you know, it's betrayal, right? That betrayal abandonment. And being left by a partner. And maybe that's your story. And see if you can take a moment to explore the sensations in your body. Maybe that feels like a pit in the stomach. Maybe that looks like tightness in the throat. Maybe that's a heaviness in the heart. Tension in the shoulders or tightness in the knuckles. Maybe even raised hair on the neck. So just take a moment to breathe. To inhale through the nose. Exhale. Maybe just noticing that you're safe, that you're tuned into this podcast. Reassuring yourself that you're whole, complete. Inhale. And exhale.
And so when we're <clears throat> coming back to the body and, and the listening of this podcast, is we can also show up without being defensive, judging, or again, criticism. Providing this person validation of their feelings and reassurance of, of a healthy relationship, if that's what it is. <clears throat> so also being honest. And providing validation of the healthy intimacy, if that's what that relationship, friendship, family-ship is, is provided, right? To connect freely again without judgment and criticism. So that's what we can do more showing up. And so if this abandonment wound isn't with someone else that you know outside of yourself and it's you're listening to this and you say, no, Tanya, no, actually I am the person that is, <coughs> excuse me, still trying to heal this wound. How do I do that? Well, I have eight steps. And if you don't have anything already to write with, I invite you to grab something to write with and something to write on. And of course, you can always pause and come back. So number one is, again, it's to be honest with what it is that you're feeling and take full responsibility of your healing. That is a powerful place. Number two is creating a solid and secure physical safe place for your not only adult self, but for the inner child. My inner child's name is Tan. <laughs> and so, you know, and I'll share this. <clears throat> I do wanna share this with you. Um, some transparency here, letting you in to my story. So I remember I was sitting with my therapist and we're navigating the abandonment wound um, of not only in my childhood, but, you know, in friendships, you know, being abandoned from friends in high school as, after I came out as a, you know, um, a, a lesbian, um, a person of the LGBT community. And so with that, she expressed to me, whenever you go out and you make connections, right? Maybe they're not your acquaintances or maybe they are your acquaintances in that relationship, that friendship is growing deeper, right? And so, 
they're starting to grow, say, a best friend, or even in relationship, romantic settings. <clears throat> it is important, she said to me, it is important for you is after you made that connection as your adult self, when you're in your space of solitude to come back and to consult your inner child. Does this person feel safe? I thought that was brilliant. Consulting with the inner child first, just like say an older person with children, right? They go in and they, you know, when they make that connection, they go in to see if that connection feels right before they're introduced to the inner child or excuse me, the children. And you can do the same thing for yourself, the adult self in the inner child. And I absolutely love that. So again, number two, creating a solid and secure physical space for the adult self in the, in the inner child. So not only when you're consulting with others, but it can also look like creating a safe foundation. So whether that's your home space, your workspace, your car, <clears throat> are those spaces safe enough for not only just you, <clears throat> excuse me, but for your inner child. I love that. Number three, is you write down your triggers or the scenarios that stimulate the feelings of being left or neglected. And so, and I think this is important is because when we are stimulated or triggered, we begin to act out. We say things, we do things, maybe that's, you know, acting, acting volatile, or um, we, we shut down, right? We begin to freeze um, or we pull away. For me, it gets, for me, it, it's anxiety. So you start to feel incredibly anxious. And so it's important for you to write down those triggers. So that way, when those experiences happen, you really get to know yourself. And you can limit those experiences. Number four is to write down how you act and what your dialogue tends to be when your abandonment wound is open, right? So what do you say? Maybe it sounds like you don't care about me. Maybe that's a common phrase, you don't care about me. But maybe that's the inner child saying that. That wound is open. And so when we start to become familiar with the dialogue or how we act out, <clears throat> we begin to, to understand, oh, wait. I'm just feeling neglected right now. 
Number five is when we, um, when you experience the emotional distress, separate fact from fiction, fact from fiction to avoid ruminating thoughts. In my experience of being anxious or feeling neglected, and this showed up in my so out two scenarios I know in the workplace for me excuse me for drinking this lovely tea here um I know in the workplace for me is I started to have the ruminating thoughts and that you know it started to be like oh my goodness they're watching me I'm you know I they're watching everything that I do. Um, you know, they're they're watching when I clock in. They're watching watching when I go to lunch. They're watching when I go to the bathroom. They're watching. You know, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a write up. Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose this job. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to you know afford to pay, you know, my expenses. And it was these thoughts that I was starting to create in my head. And by the time I got to my meeting. <laughs> She said, no, we just had some, some new rules in place and we wanted to make sure you got the email, you know? And so <clears throat> whether that was the truth or not, <laughs> but you know, when we start to feel abandoned or those thoughts start to creep in, right. Or neglected, we, we really have to get to know ourselves and we have to separate fact from fiction. You know, the thoughts can continue. Um, I think, you know, um, there's going to be a lot of you that possibly relate to this one where, you know, I was, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't get that good morning text. Oh my goodness. The good old good morning text. <laughs> and so because I had never, I had never articulated, Hey, this is something that I really like. Can we agree to, to get that good morning tax? Because I never articulated it when I didn't get it, I said, okay, this relationship is over. It's me. It's, it's you know, I did something. They're going to they're gonna leave. It's, you know, this is, this is the end of the connection. I probably said something. It's all, it's all my fault. Um, they're just going to walk out. You know, it, it created this stress in my mind. So it's important to separate fact from fiction because I tell you when I got the text, they said, oh, I was actually just, <laughs> I was actually just working and, you know, we had some new, I don't know, I can't remember the exact response, but it, you know, something was new in place. And so it took away from that good morning sex and not only that it was you never you never told me <laughs> right never told me that's what you needed to feel reassured right <clears throat> so more in, a, in another episode but um continuing on so number six is to go to your self-care and emotional safety activities that, that provide healthy comfort 
And again, this is important. So using that same scenario, so to have, to have avoided those emotional, you know, that emotional distress that was happening in my mind, I began to work on the things that I love, whether that be through yoga, whether that be through, you know, creating the next content for the podcast, you know, baking banana bread, um, vegan that is, <laughs> pumpkin. <laughs> Am I the only one that's excited about uh, pumpkin season? I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. So anyway, um, but it's important to go to those healthy activities that provide a sense of comfort that way you are not sitting there you know creating a whole nother scenario because you didn't get the good morning text <laughs> and so and what that also does is that creates as we move to number seven learn what your attachment style is um you know, and you can look that up online. Um, and and I probably I'll add a link down in the podcast notes where you can, you know, if you don't know what yours is, you can uh, take the quiz to figure that out. And so for me, that anxious attachment of being left alone, or you know, you know, maybe I'm not worthy of the connection. That's why it's important to go to those healthy activities to really interrupt the ruminating thoughts and the patterns that's showing up in the mind. And the last one, number eight, which is very important, which is self-validation and self-love. Begin to, begin to validate yourself. This avoids the codependency wanting the outside validation. Um, and, you know, there's healthy validation um, from your friends, your partner, your work, um, your workspace. But it's important that you create it for yourself, right? Creating that solid foundation for you and the inner child. That way, again, you're not ruminating in finding yourself in these codependent connections um, with, with the underlying fear of being left alone or re-experiencing an, ex, uh, uh, an abandonment experience, <clears throat> excuse me, trauma. So, I want to call out, I'll call out, because there's about one, there's about six journal prompts as we begin to bring this podcast to a close. Um, I do want to mention a quote, and then I'll go into the journal prompt. So the quote that I just, I really thought was very fitting for this, I really, I looked up this quote online and I really fell in love with it. And it says, my healing isn't abandonment of you. It's the choice to no longer abandon me. So again, if this is a really a tender wound for you, 
as you're listening or as you're <clears throat> discovering as you're listening. I ask, I invite you to write down that quote. And again, I'll read it by Lisa Archer. It's, my healing isn't abandonment of you. It's the choice to no longer abandon me. The other quote I have is, you didn't choose to be abandoned. It happened. It happened to you. It feels like everything has been taken away from you. However, you have the choice to heal. And remember, Dr. Nelson stated, the abandonment wound, regardless of the, the architecture of the brain and the impact that it's had on not only our uh, neurological um, space and the physical disruption of the body in the mental space, it can be reversed. And so the empowering piece is your choice to heal. So journal prompts, and again, I'll put this in the show, in the, the podcast notes below. And if you follow me online, I also repost them later in the week. But one of the journal, journal prompts I invite you to ask yourself is what are my experiences of abandoned childhood, my friendships, my relationships, my workspace, even religious and social communities? It does happen in the church, right? Someone may have been going to a church for so long and I, you know, I know this being my experience, one of the very popular churches in, in Florida, for those that don't know, um, I'm originally from Florida and a church that I was, you know, going to faithfully, <laughs> um, consistently. And I never forget the day that I was sitting there and the discussion was on the LGBT community. And I had felt abandoned. I felt rejected, neglected, ashamed. There was so much weight that I was sitting with. You know, and even that experience after divorce, right? That, that, that shame and, you know, feeling abandoned of, you know, being left. So, you know, really asking yourself, what is that relationship? What are my experiences with abandonment? And then asking, you know, how has abandonment impacted your connections? or settings, right? How does, how does it impact the way you shop in the grocery store? You know, our everyday life. How does it impact the way you drive or, you know, the spaces that you go to? <clears throat> and how do I show up for myself and others with abandonment trauma? 
So those are a few there. And again, I invite you to look into the podcast notes so that way you'll have access to the rest of the journal, the journal prompts. Um, I do want to recommend two books. And one of the books that has helped me, um, I constantly go back to it. Um, and that is the journey from the journey from abandonment to healing by Susan Anderson. Love, love, love this book. She also discusses the stages of abandonment, what we experience on the other side. Love, love, love this book. So highly recommend it. And what my therapist has recommended is the book Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment. Um, I don't know the author's name off the top of my head, but of course I'll put that in the show note, uh, podcast notes as well. And so leaving you with the closing, abandonment trauma can be a heavy, heavy wound to carry throughout life. Abandonment can cause years of fear, anxiety, lack of trust, and deep emotional distress. The most powerful thing you can do is to heal this wound and be honest with yourself and the ones that you love. Articulating when you feel neglected and abandoned. You begin to, ex you can express your fears of being left alone and really build this sense of trust and stability for you, your loved ones, your inner child by creating a safe, consistent and healthy foundation. By doing this, you begin to take your power back for a trauma-free lifestyle. I thank you so, so, so much for listening into this podcast. Quick announcements. Um, as far as the happy deck, um, I've been getting emails about the happy deck. I'm currently um, sold out of the bestseller, um, as well as the travel affirmation decks. Uh, However, what I do have in stock left, which I think is extremely fitting for this podcast, is the Protea deck. Uh, the Protea deck um, can be used in your personal healing practice. Um, so it's 33 healing messages to blossom and reclaim your organic happiness after loss, separation, or divorce. So I actually created this deck um, during the pandemic and also um, during the loss of, uh, uh, you know, victims of brutalities during, during, in, you know, during that time of the riots. So, um, so yeah, so that Protea deck, I still have a limited quantity in stock. Um, again, if you found like this podcast was definitely what you needed, then I highly recommend the, the Protea deck. Um, and then, um, if you're looking for a space of connection, um, Lattes and Chill is back. I'm super excited to bring it back. Um, it is a virtual space to sip, journal, and connect. And so that will be happening um, Mountain Standard Time at 4 p.m. Um, and that is virtual uh, during the Google 
uh, I do it via Google uh, Classroom, uh, and it's free. So you can register by going to my social platform at az.nomoretrauma, follow me there. Um, and then of course, uh, the website, if you're looking to book a private session with me, um, in yoga and uh, lastly, yes, if speaking of yoga, if you are here in the state of, uh, Arizona, you can practice with me in studio. So, um, I added a new class, um, to my schedule on Wednesdays. Um, which is a 35-minute uh, uh, yoga hit uh, class to really burn some calories there and really helps support and balance the mood. And then um, we have a slow flow, slow flow in studio. So I'm also working on bringing some of the practices um, to YouTube. So if you watch the podcast on YouTube, I'm also trying to get myself to um, create more yoga videos. But other than that, again, I thank you so, so much for tuning in, listening, and returning back. If you want to start a discussion about abandonment trauma and how that's um, showed up in your life, of course, leave the discussion below and let's talk about it. Or again, visit me in Lattes and Chill July 31st. All right. Remember to live abundantly, love your authenticity, and radiate organic happiness, but most importantly, live a life of no more trauma. Namaste.